welcome to the Silver Screen Happy Hour Year End Year Ahead New Year's Extravaganza, <laughs> where we're going to take a look back. <laughs> just make gonna, shit up. <laughs> we're gonna just, so I'm just spitballing right now. We're going to look, take a look back at 2023 and look ahead to 2024 and all of our greatest hits. Uh, so I wanted to, first of all, just thank some people. Um, want to thank you uh, for sticking with me on this because it's been a learning curve and, and me working full time and trying to learn how to edit video and audio, mostly audio because we have just experimented with video. Um, but it's been fun. And, and this year has been exciting for us because we started kind of what 2021. We recorded our first episodes. The very first episode was so the audio was so crap we had to throw it away sadly i wish i still had it because i'd like to because i've learned some things and i might have been able to repair some of it but that one's gone we should probably redo that one because it was a good, yeah. good episode uh for our first one especially but yeah so 2021 we only put a few we had we posted three that we recorded in 2021 that went online in may of 2022 and then we proceeded to do we finished out 2022 with like four more i think uh, which included our <laughs> a bulk of 2022 was star wars yeah that was <laughs> that was a large part of our entire podcast for that entire year was star wars so we did we did a two-parter on Episode one alone, right? Just the 45th anniversary of A New Hope. That took two episodes. And I guess since we never did a year in review before, we're doing doing a... what a uh, series review? So it's it's basically a show review because we've never done well, this before. So I was actually just going to focus on 2023 myself. Yeah, but. <laughs> I, I was just trying to get us up to 2023 because yeah, we you know. So the exciting part about 2023, we started recording early in the year. And by May, we had several in the bank, and and I was beginning to start releasing them because I was trying to just stay ahead of the curve when it comes to editing and an editing schedule. And we managed to get, from, from May on, we managed to get at least one out a month. And so I'm pretty proud of that, um, starting with Ethan Hawke Day in May. We actually did better than that. We have total 10 episodes. I mean, some of them were two-parters. So we we recorded all at once. Well, we only have nine out right now. There's another one coming in December. So yeah, we'll have ten by the end of December, and then this will go out first week of January. I'm thinking. So um, it's we're we're recording this on what is it, December fifth? So it is December fifth. And uh, yeah, and in, in other news, I became a grandpa again today. So this again. is again. <laughs> Again, folks. <laughs> Number three. So His third grandchild. Yeah, it's a big day. So we were, had this thing planned. We were going to spend a couple hours behind the microphones today, do another episode, but we had to crunch that down. Um, we're we're we have my grandson for the night today, and I cannot leave my precious wife alone with that boy too much longer. So we're going to do a short year <sighs> review episode that we'll put out in, in January. And in the next week or so, we're going to finally get that that first episode for January recorded. So, but that's the look ahead. Let's yeah, let's talk yeah, about twenty twenty three yeah, right before now. Before we get, I'm, I'm, before... I, I'm hold on. I am excited though. I didn't want to just breeze over the fact that my son and daughter in law had a baby today. Yes. Um, so congratulations, congratulations, Josh and Elise. Um, the Wigan clan it continues to grow. Yeah. So happy uh, June, Christina entered the world today, and she is such Aww. a precious baby. Um, so yes, uh, very, Already very a full excited. Head of hair. Oh my gosh, 
<laughs> yeah, she's beautiful. So anyway, so looking looking at the past year, so yeah, we did. T- I think starting in October, we managed to put up two a month because Silence of the Midsummer was such a big show. We ended up splitting it into, into two. Um, looking back, let me just read the name, the titles of all the shows we did this year, and then I just want to like get your thoughts on some yeah. of them because there's things that just jump out to me when I look at these titles. So don't don't just read them off all at once. Let's stop okay. after each one. All right, let's do that. So let's start episode one. Yep, Ethan Hawk Day. Ethan Hawk Day. So what's <laughs> funny about this is that's. That might be my favorite episode that we've done. Um, I don't know. The Sounds of Lambs Midsummer one's pretty good too. But I re- what I really loved about Ethan Hawke Day was uh, for the purposes of what we talk about in this show, right? Like the script structure, script analysis. Uh, for those that know who Blake Snyder is, we follow a lot of the the what's called the Save the Cat beat sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the certain beats of you know your theme stated, your break into two, your midpoint scene, all is lost, all these things, and that's you know it's a good indicator of how well a script is if your character development follows along um, on these beats. Again, every screenwriting teacher. Uh, kind of has their own thing, you know. Some are big premise guys. They're like, you know, if it's a movie about vampires, we need to see vampires. Let's, right. you know, it, it, it's it's all about the promise of the premise. Me, I'm a goals guy. I I'm, I love to see a character go through their emotional shifts on their journey to uh, to their spiritual goal, which is the is the big payoff at the end. Um, up until this year started, we were. Uh, uh, my favorite episode was probably the Promising Young Thelma, where we did Promising Young Woman Thelma Louise, because Thelma and Louise is a perfect example of emotional shifts. What I loved about Ethan Hawke Day was Dead Poet Society and Training Day were two perfect examples <laughs> of a character's growth. And the funny thing is, the character growth was the supporting role guy, right? Right. And that was the whole hook of that episode. Yeah, the leads, the the <laughs> the, the leads, uh, as far as the studios were concerned, didn't really have an arc where they learned something. They didn't learn a damn thing. Yeah, They're this, so pretty that's... much the same person at the end. Now, people will argue, well, Denzel <laughs> learned a very tragic lesson. Well, uh, yeah. but he found it was out. Too... <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, again, I think we said it on the episode. He's the human version of fuck around and find out. Like, <laughs> you know, so that's, you know, but that's yeah. not really a lesson. And if it is, he only had seconds to learn it. Um, so, um, but Ethan Hawke's character in both Training Day and Dead Poet Society, that's your character arc. That's right, the right. one that grows in both films um, alright so what was episode 2 well before we move on we didn't talk yes. about our drinks we always do this on our shows so I had something else planned for the other show we were going to do I put that aside so I can talk about that next time um, it's it's the holiday season um, I like whiskey I don't like sweet things very much, but I got me some Fireball because it's, you know, it's a holidays. It's cinnamon. It's good. It makes you warm and, and good inside. So so <laughs> aside from my uh, beer backups, because I always have my lightsaber backups, I'm kicking the day off with a little throwback <laughs> to our Jaws episode. <laughs> I made myself another Sharkarita. We'll get to the Jaws episode as oh, we yeah. continue on this uh, year-end review. Um but it's also uh, kind of pertinent to uh, the show that we'll be doing coming up in a week or so. Yeah. But yeah. anyway. All right. So um, the next one we did is uh, that released June 28th, uh, Walk the Elvis, where we talked about Walk the Line from 2005 and Elvis of 2022. 
2022. That's my fireball took my breath away. <laughs> <laughs> now the, this was this was fun because I hadn't seen Elvis yet. It, had, it was streaming. It had just come out in theaters, and then it was streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and walked the line. I only saw like one time when it first came out. So I was very very raw on both of these. Um, and, uh, and I was and, the opposite with Walk the Line. We bought the DVD after it came out, <laughs> and I watched it a million times. I love that movie. I think it's a great, I mean, everything about it, uh, screenplay, the the writing, the acting, the music. I mean, oh, my gosh. The, yeah. the, the well, real, the, you know. The, this is, the, um, was this our first biopics? It might have been our first time we did, at least the first time we did musical biopics. Yeah. We might have done, well, we did Hoffa. Oh, wait, we haven't done Hoffa yet. That's no, that's part of, that's part of this season. That was after, right. <laughs> so this might have been our first yeah, biopics. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, you know, from a writing point of view, that has its own unique challenges, right? Yeah, when you're yeah. trying to adapt a true story or a real life person, how much can you make up? How much can you dramatize? But ultimately, how do you get that hook in there? With the beats that make it interesting, uh, walk the line. I thought was had a fantastic script. We both had problems with Elvis for obvious reasons. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to that yeah. episode. We're not going to rehash that right now, but yeah. But yeah. Um, one of the things I was just talking to somebody about this the other day about walk the lines. All is lost, and then they have the dark night of the soul, where they uh, it's kind of a debate on how they're going to get into Act Three, and it's so perfect in walk the line. Because he hits rock bottom with the drugs, and nobody is the, everybody pretty much abandons him except June. Mm-hmm. She's the only one that takes care of him. And right as he's recovering, and he's thinking to himself, "This is the dark night of the soul part where he doesn't know what to do with his life now going forward." He's even thinking about quitting. He finally looks into all the mail he's been getting, all the fan mail, and it's all from guys in prison. And that was the light that went off, you know, about... Who didn't mute their phones? Uh, me, sorry. <laughs> Talk about rookie move. Rookie move, amateur mistake. Um, you know, that was his jump into Act 3. Was like, right. that was his, you know, that was his thing then. It was his calling, was that his place was would be to reach out to guys in prison and right. give them hope, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a, a great one. So the next one we released July 17th was The Hugomans. Uh, where we talked about Hugo from 2011 and the Fablemans from 2022. Um, it's funny because that's one I remember. Uh, I was shocked that you had never seen Hugo before. <laughs> Talk about a slip through the cracks. I mean, two monster filmmakers. We got Spielberg that did Fablemans, which is kind of a, a, a autobiography, basically of his of his life. Right. And then Hugo, directed by my favorite director of all time, Martin Scorsese. And it's not just that Scorsese released a movie that somehow I missed. This movie was up for Oscars. Yeah. It had like 11 Oscar nominations, something like that. Like, this is the kind of... And I'm an Oscar guy. I watch the Oscars every year. How the fuck this movie got by me? I don't know. Were you like in a blackout in 2011? I think I was drunk. (laughs) I think... I think that whole year I was drunk, and I don't. This is before I got married, by the way. So uh, I don't remember 2011 all that much. So I'm thinking this was in a heavy sedated state. Oh no! And uh, I don't even remember much about that Oscar season, except for somehow Hugo uh, just went right over me. I don't. I don't know how I missed it, but it was fun to watch it for the first time for this uh, for our podcast. Yeah, because it reminded me about not just how much I love Scorsese. How much he loves movies. My right. God, is that a is that a love letter to filmmaking or what? Yeah. 
You know, they both are. Actually, Fablemans is too. So that's the other great thing is these two films are not just by iconic filmmakers. They're, they're love letters to cinema, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And if you love movies and you love those two guys, Spielberg and Scorsese, check out our podcast. I was yeah. going to say watch their movies, but no, no, no. <laughs> check out our podcast. That's yeah. even better. I remember editing uh, the Hugelmans and I remember texting you saying, oh my gosh, this is like, what did I say? This is like a must listen if you're a... Uh, a potential, an aspiring filmmaker, screenwriter, because yeah. the things you covered in there, I mean, it was, it was a great episode, but like I was going over it, hearing it again. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is solid, solid stuff for the aspiring filmmaker. Yes. And then we moved on to my birthday present. <laughs> August 7th. A, a podcast that was That's released right. on my birthday. Did we even mention that it was your birthday on that show? I don't remember. No, no, because we recorded it while oh, we That's time. right. I released it on your birthday. That's <laughs> yeah, right. We yeah, released yeah, yeah, it on my birthday. Yeah, yeah. So everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> yes, and we wrote it like that in the podcast list with a period after each one, because when Harrison Ford presented the award for Best Picture, that's pretty much how he read the card yeah. when he said, and the Oscar goes to everything, everywhere, all <laughs> And before he got even halfway, not oh, even, by the time he got to the second word, yeah, <laughs> everyone's everyone freaking was already out. freaking out and clapping and coming up to the stage. There's one thing um, I wanted to mention about this episode that um, I'm sad to say, I, we recorded an update to that episode that never got published. We never, I never put it out. I never got around to it. I was busy. It was summertime. Um, there was something we put in there, a question to the audience um, because we, I heard something at the in the end credits, some whispers, some things that kind of were kind of interesting, kind of weird. Because I went to the song on Spotify and couldn't hear the whispers. I went to the song on YouTube, couldn't hear those whispers and the talking that was going on during the credits. So we wanted to know the answer, and actually, I got an answer because I emailed um, the. What was it? It was the PR company that was doing PR for the uh, Sunlux was the band that did the music uh, for everything, everywhere, all at once. And someone got back to me and actually they, they talked to one of the artists, the lead artist that composed the music and stuff. And they told me that that the whispers and everything was going on. They actually did that sort of as an as an Easter egg to the fans who stayed in the theater at the very end. It was kind of cool. So they they um, had and and I guess the the whispers and the talking, depending on where you were sitting in the theater, you would hear parts of it more clearly than others because they'd be That's coming crazy. out of different speakers. So that was kind of <laughs> kind of cool. And I guess all the words and all the things that were being whispered and spoken was stuff from a specific scene in the movie. I think it was the bagel scene. And, uh, yeah, so it was just really cool. We got that answer directly from the artist who was up for an Academy Award. So that yeah. was fun. I'm sad we didn't get it on the update episode, but I'm doing it now. I'm updating he's, everyone now. He's probably looking for it going, last time I talked to those friggin' amateurs, they can't even <laughs> they can't even put my shit on. right? <laughs> well, if, if it would have been different if I would have got, a, like, a voicemail from him, because then we could have just put his voice on the podcast. But yeah. So, yeah, that was that was fun. So the, was, next, uh, the next yeah. one um, it was actually very timely for, for mm-hmm. me um, because... Well, it, I think we chose it because of yeah. what was happening, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We, we saw the calendar of what was coming up 
uh, contract-wise with the UAW. Uh, the writer strike had been going on already. The Screen Actors Guild has been on, had been on strike for some time, and so we decided we wanted to do something surrounding labor, the labor movement, union, and actually, I mean, Hoffa was more of a he was a, a, a union boss, and Norma Ray. We went with Norma Ray, so we just called that episode "Union Solidarity," and uh, we just called it Norma Ray and Hoffa Script Analysis. So, what what are your thoughts from that uh, that episode? Um, again, we had problems with both, <laughs> mostly Norma Ray's uh, uh, script in the first half uh, drags. It's very yeah. slow. It really doesn't pick up until about the midpoint scene, and then for then for the rest of the film, it, it really picks up. Uh, great performances, though. It's still iconic, the moment when uh, uh, Sally Field stands on the table and holds yeah. up the sign that says Union. Um, Hoffa, same thing. But I, I think, if I remember correctly, we kind of boiled down Hoffa's problems to editing. Yeah. It wasn't so much the script. It seemed like things were cut out of order, like if they had just shifted a few scenes around. Yeah, yeah. you actually been... said something in there where uh, if there's an aspiring uh, film editor listening, you'll want to go yeah. back and listen to that one because you actually rearranged Hoffa in a way that I thought, oh, my gosh, that would be freaking brilliant. It would have been it, better, right? Oh, it would have been way better. I yeah, I missed my calling as a film editor. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but that was yeah. Yeah, you, you had some good insights to that one. And then and then the ending. Remember, we we wanted to change the ending too. With yeah. The, uh, with the mirror thing. Yeah. That should have been Jimmy, not uh, Devito's character. Yeah. Should have been well, Jack. You know. But uh, but he yeah, was directing so that, it, so of course it had to be about <laughs> yeah, him. Of course, Danny. It's always about him. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was a fun one too. And I want to say. Um, that our next episode, we actually recorded before that, and we planned on releasing that one. Yes. But when the union thing happened with the strikes, we were like, no, let's bump that. Yep. Uh, which worked out because it became a vet- our Veterans Day special. Um, no, which- not the next one. The next, the next one, one? no, nope, the next one was Silence of the Midsummer. Oh, so that's right. We, so we we, we always pushing... planned on doing Silence of the Midsummer in October for Halloween. For Halloween, right? But I want to say we recorded the Veterans Day one yeah. way early, right? Yeah, that one was sat on the shelf because we wanted we realized we wanted to release it for Veterans Day. It was just yeah. timely for Veterans and, Day, right? So, so but let's okay. get into Silence of the Midsummer because yeah, I don't want to became... breeze over this one. <laughs> that became a two-parter. We released the first part on Friday the 13th in October. Yes. And the second part on Halloween night. So that was a great two-parter. Um, so I'm going to confess something here. I didn't I didn't mention it at the time, so it's even more fun now to go back and listen to it to realize that at a certain point, I almost die. Mm-hmm. And then in the, for the remainder of the show, the audience now will know that I sat through the remainder of the show with wet pants. <laughs> How much did you actually piss? I, I pissed my damn pants, that? man. <laughs> I didn't know. You, that you totally went, made me lose control. I didn't know you went full fire hose. I thought you just had some dribbles. I, I thought you had see and and folks we already mentioned this is his third grandchild he had today so you know, he's yeah, getting up there he's these are things that there. I have to worry about now apparently he's, he's now got to wear he's now got to wear diapers he's got to wear depends when he does the show depends will be a must have for recording a podcast so, with your ass so, that was actually when we did the sounds of lambs part so we started with midsummer I think when we did the two parter yeah um, yeah yeah so it's in in the part two that I lost it. But right, right. And I, Midsummer. Midsummer. We had some fun at Midsummer too, though. I loved Midsummer, and so I thoroughly 
really enjoyed recording that part, the first part. And it was just, we went so long on Midsummer, we decided, okay, we gotta, we gotta just keep going and then make, release this as two episodes. So, and keep in mind, folks, we understand that the, the, the proper term is Midsummer. Midsummer. Uh, we know that's the right way to say it. We just made a, a vow that we would never say it like that. Well, I don't know why. The funny <laughs> thing is, I think on the episode we cr- you criticized. Who I the hell did. Says I was like, that? I was like, that's not. That sounds stupid. And then I found out that is how it sounds. That's how you. Well, then you to found out that that's what the director. That's the way what the director yeah. said. Yeah, it's yeah. Midsummer. So. Midsummer. But I don't. I don't. I, I can't. I'm not that cool to say it. <laughs> The cool way. So yeah, I know we're 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 dumbing it down for us. So um, yeah, that came out October thirteenth, part one, and then on October thirty first, we we released Silence of the Midsummer, and part it was two. almost my brother's last October. Yeah, because but, he he almost died. But I gotta w- say, man, I, wh- one of the things that we talked about in that in that part where we talked mainly about Silence of the Lambs, you pointed out some some techniques about. Um, screenwriting and and directing and and just the the idea of um surprise what would you talk about shock and surprise and suspense and yeah after after the initial watch every time you watch it it's better because you know what's coming and so you're it's a different type of experience uh the more you watch it so yeah yeah I, i it's it's to me it's similar to um the argument I think we talked about when we did uh, Star Wars was um, when I first met my wife, she had never seen any Star Wars movies. So, of course, I made her watch all the movies. But I, <laughs> I, I made her watch them in chronological order, right. not release order. So she started with episode one and worked her way through. And everyone was like, oh, my God, how could you do that? It ruins the uh, Luke, I am your father scene. Right. It it ruins that big because you already know at that point. And I said, yes, but it was replaced with she had no idea who Darth Vader was like the whole first three movies. She kept asking me, so who's this Darth Vader guy? And when does he come in? And I'm like, he'll show up later. So stick with it. She had no clue that Anakin was Vader. So it was replaced by that surprise. Right, Right. Right. That and to her it was a love story all the way up until that happened. She didn't know that Padme was gonna die. Like all this was a surprise. So she had a whole different perspective. Yeah. Silence yeah. of Lambs does something similar to where the first time you watch it, you have that shock when you when he reviews, you know, he reveals he takes the skin mask off and right. reveals that it's him in the in the ambulance. When you watch it a second time, yeah, you know it's him, but it replaces that shock with the suspense that this whole time you know that the guy they think is a cop is actually Lecter. So it's it replaces the shock with suspense. And yeah, that's that was a cool moment when you can go back. And we always talk about you could watch the movie Airplane a hundred times and catch new things. Right. Uh, Sounds of Lambs is one of those that gets better with every viewing. Yeah, you know? I think so. Yep. So the next one was a short five minute episode that we put up um i call it i I think i called it a bonus episode or something but it was a listener response episode that i just wanted to get we had a a voice basically a voicemail someone that listened um sent us a message on uh, instagram ashley ashley uh, sent us this message and i loved it and ashley asked a question um about if if we had ever uh, seen hereditary and uh, so we just talked about that, and it was it was fun. It was it was I think it was five minutes. Was it five or ten minutes? I can't remember how much. Um, but that was something that it I, was I, I six was six minutes. It was okay, five six minutes, minutes fifty seven seconds. I was glad we we 
were able to create a little episode out of it and uh, because I would love to do that again we get uh, if anyone else sends us voice memos um, voice mails voice messages um, we're able to get your voice on the air and it, it kind of makes us feel a little more connected to those listening so Ashley thank you for um, sending us that and thank you for your uh, positive response and feedback we really appreciate it yes absolutely um, so then, then that leads then after, right into November right So yeah so that was our Veterans Day special yes all quiet on the thin red line <laughs> <laughs> we have so much fun combining these titles together yeah. to make a title for the show uh, so all quiet on the western front which, as we said on the show, is the uh, war version of A Star is Born. It's a movie that gets remade every 20, 30 years or so. It's been made four times. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, This was the most recent one. And then uh, we compared it with The Thin Red Line, uh, uh, Terrence Malick's 1998 uh, war epic. Mm -hmm. I thought both of them had a lot of similarities with, like, they were both, like, watching abstract paintings, you Mm -hmm. know? And And it was... It was fun and challenging to try to get that that script structure, that three act script structure, that beat sheet with such an abstract painting. Right? Mm-hmm. It's tougher to do like that. Um, we could have done Saving Private Ryan. That one has a much easier arc. Uh, yeah, to, we we also to, talked about All Quiet on the West Western Front being paired up with what was it, nineteen seventeen, as a potential pair yeah. up because yeah. that that also is a World War One. Movie that came out just a few years ago, and they're both sort of like journey movies, where like the lead is like on a path somewhere. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, same with Saving Private Ryan, and I think we mentioned Private Ryan a lot in in our yeah we Veterans did. Day show. <laughs> it actually could be three movies that we talk about, but we didn't actually break down uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yep. Um, but yeah, so that was a fun one, and it was you know hats off to our veterans, man. That's you know yeah we, we try to do timely episodes as far as like. Union because of the strike was going on, uh, Veterans Day show, Halloween show. We we're, we we like to try to be seasonal if we yeah. can, <laughs> and that was definitely right a perfect time to uh, to release two war movies. You know, and I should I should mention this right now. I don't remember if I told you this, so this might be news to you if I didn't. Um, on Instagram, I try to put up reels or some kind of post on Instagram or Facebook when we when we release episodes. And uh, for our Veterans Day episode, I posted a little video. I made I made um, a series of AI art of war, you know, uh, young men in war situations. My dabbling with Skynet. It's I mean, you know, it's just screwing around. But I was I made some pretty cool images. The AI made these images. I told mm-hmm. it what to make. But um, I, I put it to, I put like a little slideshow to Metallica's, um, I think it was uh, Back to the Front, which is a war song that they that they did. Um, anyways, it, it went for about a day or so. And then I, I got a notification, uh, Instagram like banned it or, or took it down. They didn't take it down, <laughs> but they just stopped, they stopped promoting it. I'm like, what the heck? So I challenged it, and eventually they put it, they they re, you know put it back up. But I realized it got very little views, and I was like, well, that's that's crap. But did you need Metallica's permission? Is that what? It no, was? because Instagram lets you use that song as one of the songs you can use. I think it had more to do with the AI art depicting war, and it wasn't that gross. I mean, I've seen way worse on Instagram, so yeah. I don't know what the the. Uh, the uh, algorithms caught that it didn't like there was like guns in the in the in the pictures or whatever 
But yeah, it was kind of kind of weird. And when I challenged it, I was like, I just challenged it. And I think when if if a human being actually looked at it, we we actually said in the post we we raise a glass to salute our you know to 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 our uh, veterans uh, you know on Veterans Day. So it was obviously a tribute. It wasn't like yeah. some kind of weird I don't know, but war glorification. Yeah. So that was kind of frustrating, but I just thought I'd call that out. That was like way to go, Instagram, with your algorithms. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. AI made it, and AI took it down. <laughs> right. Right. They're turning on each other. See, that's how it starts. So that kind of, it gets us to where we're at right now. Well, we had one more, which was a special show that we were able to jump on, uh, on somebody else's show. Somebody Uh, else's podcast. Tell tell us about it, Chris. So yeah, uh, Lee from Lights Camera Rant invited us on his show and, uh, Lee, Lee's killing it, man. If you look at his, he, he's got a YouTube. Oh he's got content all the time. He's yeah, he's constantly cranking he's out the content. It. He's doing like series on Loki and uh, the the Marvel universe and and just a whole bunch of great shows, great hey, content. John Wick too. Like he doesn't yeah. do just Marvel. He does. He does. Oh a lot yeah, of stuff. yeah. But it was cool. And we met through uh, Clubhouse. Actually, that was another thing I was going to get to in the in the thanks because I want to thank some people from Clubhouse before we're done here too. But um, I met Lee on Clubhouse in a podcast morning chat that we do. Um, it's it's not morning for him. I think it's damn near midnight or something when he when he jumps on because he's in australia but that was so much fun he he had us on and he wanted us to do uh, he, he basically asked us what what we thought we should do and i told him what we did on our show and he actually he knew because he's listening to some um but he had us talk about what makes a great screenplay and what makes a shit screenplay and uh, we chose two two movies that would be great to compare a great one versus a shitty one. And so we talked about Jaws versus Jaws for the Revenge. <laughs> and what a blast that was. I mean, we that both had one. blue tongues and lips from drinking the... Yeah, <laughs> there it is. You got it right now. Yeah, because I'm drinking my Sharkarita. The blue, the blue cocktail. I had a... What was mine? Uh, I forgot what I called my... Or what my... Blue Lagoon, I think my drink yeah, was called. Yeah, it was called. Blue Lagoon. So but, it, but, it was but, so much fun. But you guys can check it out if you really, and if you're curious to know what we look like, you'll be able to see us in yeah. the flesh. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's a two and a half hours on YouTube. You just uh, search lights, camera, rant. Check Actually, out some just of go to just go to our uh, our podcast. Uh, I have it in the show notes. I linked to the oh, to nice. his YouTube video. He gave us access to the YouTube video too, um, but. We're such, I mean, I'm learning as I go. Eventually, I'll probably put that on our uh, YouTube uh, channel, um, but we, we're we not there yet. So yeah. <laughs> I thought, yeah. let's give Lee the love. We'll go to his YouTube and watch the video. It was really good. It was it was fun. It was kind of funny because Vivi, my daughter, who's seven years old, yeah, she came home uh, recently and she told me a conversation she had with somebody in her class. It's, she's in, you know, she's in second grade. And, uh, and she goes, yeah, I told my friend that my dad's on TV. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not on TV. That's not true. And she's like, well, YouTube. And I said, and she goes, that's TV. I mean, tube, YouTube is shaped TV, like a right? TV. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we watched it on TV, but it doesn't mean I'm on TV, you know, so because the kids have, say uh, they don't know the difference. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, so know. she's apparently telling everyone in her class that her dad's on TV, which is a lie. <laughs> Well, it's it's very very it's 
thinly veiled truth yeah, there. Yeah. But um, but no, it was fun. It was two and a half hours, and you know, uh, it's a commitment. So if you got stuff to do around the house, put us on in the background, put us on the TV. Hey, I work on uh, assembly line, and it's it, you know, you need a few hours to burn. That's a great show to <laughs> to put on, or if you're on a road trip or something, yeah. If you have Wi-Fi access on an airplane, you could watch us while you're on your flight. Yeah. So as you noted, that was number nine for the for the year, and uh, we have the tenth one coming out uh, in a couple of weeks. It's going to be our Christmas episode. Do you want to give a tease about what that's about? Oh yeah, we're going <laughs> to tease it up, baby. So we have a fantastic show that we actually already recorded. This one's already in the can, and we're going to release it. Is it? Are you going to do it at Christmas Eve? I think you got to do it Christmas Eve. Maybe I mean it, I gotta look at the dates. Christmas is on a Monday or whatever. I might I might even release it the weekend or that weekend or Ooh, so maybe yeah, like maybe Friday, Friday or night. something. Yeah. So so if you guys are like traveling to like you know uh, out of state or even just to another town, you have a little bit of a drive coming up yeah. to take the family somewhere for Christmas. You could check this out. Maybe yeah. Maybe that's a better idea. Release it on Friday. Well, then us. again, uh, if you're if you got kids in the car, uh, parental advisory. <laughs> you put your headphones in. <laughs> Yeah, that's safety. That's a, that's safe for highway driving. Put your headphones in so you can't hear any sirens. Um, we are comparing and contrasting two Christmas films. Yep. One of them is an epic. One of them is a turd. But uh, we had a lot of fun playing with it. I'm yeah. sorry, Mel. I know it's the second time we put one of your turds on our prod- on our podcast. But uh, we do a Mel Gibson's Fat Man. Yeah. Versus 2020, I think. Yeah. One of the greatest Christmas movies of all time, Die Hard, yes. starring Bruce Willis, 1988. <laughs> now, for those of you going, what, what, what? How? That's not a Christmas. Yes, it is. And we actually, we actually even debate on the show why I have bullet points on why it why, is why it's in a fact, Christmas. <laughs> a Christmas movie. I ha- I do- now to be fair, I do even have three points on why it isn't, but I debunk those two. So it's pretty much a Christmas movie. Yep. Um, yep. And so I just wanted to take this time at the end of uh, the recap and kind of talk about the year ahead. Um, we would love to uh, carry this momentum into the new year. Um, but I want to acknowledge some things first. Uh, and, and I mentioned, I, I forgot to do a thank you. Um, I would like to personally thank um, a group of people on Clubhouse. And I don't, I didn't write down everybody's name, so I'm not going to run down a list. Um, but all the moderators on this uh, morning chat, and it's the Empowered Podcasting um, House or the Empowered Podcasting Club on Clubhouse. Um, every Monday through Friday, we, we meet from uh, 7 till 8 a.m. Eastern Time. They also have a, a Friday night uh, chat as well. Uh, Mark Ronick is the uh, individual that uh, heads it up. And uh, Mark is a podcaster, and he has a, his business uh, helping podcasters um, basically create and uh, get their work out there. And he's great great content um but i just want to thank mark and uh, all the moderators on the morning chat because um they've been an inspiration to me uh, it's been a tough year for me personally with uh some health health uh situation not just me but my wife uh um had to have surgery she um yeah and it's been a especially this fall has been difficult she's about three weeks 
uh, post-surgery now as we record this and uh, she's doing well and um, but and and somehow a lot of this um, leading up to the fall a lot of what was coming out this fall was already done so it wasn't like it was taking a lot of time but the fact that she was not doing well and I was picking up uh, some things you know trying to be there for her it made the this fall season a little more difficult for me to try to get this content out so we're going to do our best to keep up the momentum but I just want to say you know family comes first and uh, we're going to we're going to see how 2024 goes we're very hopeful though um, I feel like we're going into it coming out of a difficult season and 2024 is looking up so I'm excited about you know, the new year coming. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that, you know, it, that's the little asterisk, uh, where, where I'm fully intending on hopefully, I mean, if we can do two a month, great. If we can only do one a month, that's okay too. Um, I want to continue doing this and, um, it's, we both enjoy it. I'm, I'm loving that we're doing this and I'm loving that we're, we're recording this stuff and it's going to be there for our kids and, and family members, uh, in the future and aspiring, um, f- filmmakers, screenwriters. Cause I think there's a lot of great content here for everybody. So, yes, absolutely. Um, uh, number one, we got into this just cause we like to talk movies. And it gave us a chance, again, for those that don't know, we live 2,300. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't that's, peeing. That's not him <laughs> peeing his pants this time, as far as we know. Um, we live 2,300 miles apart. Yeah. Okay. He, he still lives in Michigan, which is where I'm from. Uh, by the way, at the time of this recording, Michigan is in the college football playoffs. But anyway. And the Lions yeah. aren't doing too bad either. And the Lions are 9-3, and three, folks. <laughs> Dude. This is not recorded in podcast history forever. We'll be able to call back to the time that Lions were nine and three. Yeah. Um, on that note, uh, in uh, because of the Lions and Michigan. Okay, there we go. Anyway, so um, uh, I have a couple of thanks as well. Um, I'd like to give a shout out, and I know we've done this already several times. Lee, of course, from Lights yes. Camera Atlanta, yeah. but also uh, the guys over at Writers Blockbusters, Bob Rose, oh yeah, uh, Jimmy George. Uh, Jamie Nash, they, uh, these three dudes, uh, they have a similar uh, setup as ours. They don't really compare and contrast two movies. They really just take on one, mm-hmm. and they really dig deep on it. And it's given me uh, sort of uh, an eye-opening experience on you know things that I hadn't thought of. Um, and uh, they've been nice enough to you know to uh, communicate with us via email back and forth, uh, particularly Bob Rose. Um, so, you know, I want to give a shout out to those guys because I only stumbled upon them because we did our Silence of Lambs episode and then you sent me a link yeah. when I was driving back from LA, uh, <laughs> LA to Northern California, the Sacramento area. That's like a six hour drive. And you sent me a link and you're like, Hey, check out this podcast. They also did Silence of Lambs. And I'm like, what? Somebody else did Silence of Lambs too. So I had to listen to that. Yeah. And, uh, and I was glad that we had already done our show so that we wouldn't be influenced. That's, that's my biggest fear with writers blockbusters is I don't want to be influenced to change our show at all um, because I mean they're so I feel they're very successful in what they do and I, those guys are awesome um, but but ultimately I want to uh, say thanks to anyone that's been listening anyone that has listened um, particularly again if you are a writer or an aspiring writer I am not a genius I am not a professor I'm not Blake Snyder but if you ever took anything from any of our shows, and thought, I never thought of that. 
I'm going to I'm going to use that or I'm mm-hmm. going to try that in my script. Then that's then that's that would be the biggest compliment I think either of us could ever get with this show uh, is knowing that we actually reached somebody. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, we love all any listener that is it takes in our show for enjoyment, for entertainment. We do it for entertainment. But if there's anybody that takes anything from it um, for their for their own writing, that that's even better. That's like yeah. a cherry on top. So yeah, and if I could just add too, I remember telling Lee in the Jaws episode the idea that I'm not a screenwriter and I'm not a filmmaker. But just doing this with you has helped me just enjoy the, the, the viewing experience even more. So, like, you know, I mean, we've been talking movies my, my whole life, <laughs> you know, your whole life just about. And, um, yeah, just, but do it, just doing this podcast on a regular basis and, you know, the idea that I, I start to look at films differently. I, I'm paying attention to the opening scene and the closing scene now when I didn't used to even – I'd usually get up and leave the show, you know. And right. Well, I, I, and uh, Lee said that too. Lee's like, "I'm gonna really take a look now. Whenever I go to watch a movie, yeah, I'm gonna keep an eye on that opening and closing image and see if they are bookends, you right? Know? Yeah, um, because they are bookends, and, and in a really good one, the bookends are very, very similar, but they're different somehow because of the journey that yeah. happened in between. Um, Unless, so. like you noted on uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, they weren't different. At the end no. of the, at the end of that movie, it was exactly the same, was and that was <laughs> that gave shot. me chills, man. I was like, so many people died and nothing changed, right? Yeah. And that which was that's the, point. the point of that, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's and that's kind of the sad part of it is, yeah. uh, war happens and people die, um, but we are no further at the at the end of the story that we were at the beginning yes. because it's uh, life is cyclical and war unfortunately happens again. So on that note, I want to thank you. So oh, I, thank I you for opening it. my eyes to um, and to a, a greater um, movie viewing experience for me, because really, I, I'm pointing stuff out to Jesse or any, you know, if my kids are watching a movie. You're did like, you hey, see look, the, all is lost. All did, is lost. Yeah, <laughs> did you see that? Pause that. Rewind that. Check that out. I do. I'm probably annoying, but it's that fu- kids I, is what we call the dark night of the soul. <laughs> I just found that out last week. <laughs> but it does make for a better experience when you see that stuff, you know? So Well, uh, and again, I don't want this to turn into a 30-minute gush fest, but uh, thank you, my brother. I appreciate you for, uh, I mean, shit, I, we would just be doing this over the phone if it wasn't for, yeah. you know, all, all the effort you've taken into it. I still don't know shit about editing podcasts, editing audio. I don't know anything. That's why my brother produces this show uh, out of pocket, mind you. Uh, we don't have ads. <laughs> we have nobody Yet. paying for this but us. Goals for 2024. And, uh, yeah, goals for 2024, <laughs> Anheuser-Busch. You know? But anyway, um, you know, but but yeah, you put a lot of work into this. When the podcast, when, when the recording is done, and I'm a little tipsy because of all the stuff I've been drinking, I take my headphones off and I, you know, and I go rejoin my household. Like, you know, you, you then put in all the work after the show is recorded to do all the editing and I appreciate that and uh, you know we wouldn't have this podcast if it wasn't for you well thank you I appreciate that and moving totally ahead um, 2024 yeah. there's some there's some episodes that we're we, we got something planned for Valentine's Day we've already we're, we're getting ready to record our uh, January yeah. episode so yep. we actually have um, I don't know if it's half the year planned out already but uh, I'm excited it's gonna I don't be know about it's gonna half be, yeah good good quarter of it anyways we, we definitely got the first quarter yeah um uh, like like you said we're about to record 
uh, which we would have today. Um, we have an unexpected uh, stork arrival. Uh, <laughs> so that that's pushing our recording back a little yeah. bit, but it's all welcome for that. You know, anytime you can bring another baby into the world, <laughs> we can uh, we can definitely put stuff like this on hold. But we are ready to record our January episode. Do we want to talk about it or we don't want to talk I, about I, it? Let's keep that. Let's just keep that. Uh, we'll... Okay. We'll promote so, that when it's time. So, all right. So we have uh, we have our January episode ready to go. We are then going to record pretty soon our February Valentine special. Yeah. Yep. Looking forward to that one. I think we actually mentioned this stuff on previous podcasts. So Probably. For, for us acting whatever. like it's a big secret. <laughs> it's okay. We just didn't don't need to take the time right now. That's right. all. And then in March, usually we reserve March for Oscar season because it's usually when the Oscars come out. We're anticipating. Now, this one I can talk about. Yeah. Because we don't know yet. We don't know the movies yet. But we are anticipating possibly Oppenheimer, maybe, if it's up for Best Picture. Uh, there's a couple others. Uh, Scorsese's uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. I still haven't seen it yet. Heard it's fantastic. Same. So, I actually heard mixed reviews on that one, but I, I definitely want to see it. Haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. So. so we, you know, so there's a couple uh, uh, movies that have come out this year that we anticipate will be up for Best Picture, and that's usually what we use March for is like an Oscar special. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, it, may, it might even trickle over into April if there's like a bunch of movies that are up for Oscars that we love. And we can't fit it all into one, you know. Maybe April will be Oscar movies as well. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, stretch but it gonna, out. Yeah, we're try to keep it. Like I said, we we like topical stuff. So if it's Valentine's Day, we got a romance one coming for all you uh, <laughs> uh, uh, hopeless romantics out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we picked a couple of good ones. Now, one of them I haven't seen, so I'm I'm hoping it's good. But he's taking it for me. I love it. So I yeah, he's and taking it for me. Classic, it's a good one. So. Um, but yeah, so 2024, we already have sort of a slate lined up. And uh, again, our plan is to do about one a month. And if we can keep it topical, uh, we will. Uh, but if not, it's it's just fun to pick two movies. And I think this is a good place to, to say if uh, you have a specific movie, but even more importantly, if there's a specific topic related to filmmaking, screenwriting, um, please write us, send us a voice memo on uh, Instagram. Um, you know, we would love to engage with you that way and bring it to the show. I think it'd be, it'd be good if, uh, and even if you want to email us questions about a script you're working on, maybe it's not even a movie. Maybe you just have a question like, Hey, you know, where, you know, where can I uh, read more about this stuff that you guys are talking about? Yeah. You know, where, where, or, um, I'm writing a script right now and I've got this problem in act two. How do I get around it? I'd love to hear your, your uh, yeah. question. And if I can be of help, that would be great. Yeah. And you can email us at cheers at silverscreenhappyhour.com. Yes, we have a website now. Yes, we have a new, and that's our new email. So um, if you email our old one, it'll, we'll still get it. But uh, cheers at silverscreenhappyhour.com. You can email us. Growing. And uh, yeah. Love to hear from you, and uh, yeah, I think we need to land this plane. This is good—a good recap for 2023, a good look ahead for 2024. And now we're going to finish out this show with some of those teaser clips that we began so many of our shows with this past year. Enjoy. In fact, another interesting note: Ethan Hawke's not even the second build. 
Robert yeah. Sean Leonard is. He's the third build. The yeah. third. Ethan Hawke gets no love. He's the third build, <laughs> and it's his film. Ethan Hawke, if you ever hear this, you are the lead, my friend. Yes. You are the lead in Dead Poets Society, and you are the lead in Training Day. You should have got above the title on both of those. You should have got above Robin and above Denzel on both of those posters. But, of course, alas, that would never happen to producers. They would never allow that. Yeah. And you, sir, have been have- like, who's this kid? <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, have been screwed because you are the best actor. You are the lead in those. And and they're your films and they were robbed of you. And hopefully, thankfully, people like me can see your greatness as the lead in both of these films. And I know that the screenwriters somewhere are saying, yes, of course, finally somebody gets it. But that that's my that's why I wanted to do an Ethan Hawke day to show my love and appreciation for the guy that keeps getting noted as a supporting role in films that are obviously his. <laughs> And then, as he's recovering now, right, he sees all mm-hmm. those letters. And what's yeah. interesting is that earlier in the film, the wife said, you see all those damn letters? They're all from chicks. Why so I want to throw their panties at you. You know what I mean? Which, by the way, in right. Elvis, the chicks were throwing their literal panties <laughs> at Elvis. And the one guy's like, is that a woman's undergarment I just saw? <laughs> so, right. Her agent and her lied and said she was British. She came up with this whole backstory about being born in England or something. And her parents had horses and shit. Like, she made up this whole fucking story. That's awesome. And and she goes in there and she nails the audition, gets the part. And she said halfway through production, she was talking to somebody on the set. And her normal voice and Scorsese heard her and goes, that's an amazing American accent. (laughs) She goes, goes, yeah, uh, about that. I'm American. (laughs) I was actually born in Georgia. And he goes, what? And she goes, yeah, I faked the whole audition. (laughs) And apparently he loved it. He just started rolling. And you you can imagine Scorsese just laughing his ass off at that. Don't give me another scene. Don't try to explain anything with another scene. Just go to black. And I want to see, all I want to see right now is directed by Ari Aster. That's all I want to see. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it. And they did. And I was like, yes. And I looked at mom and I said, I fucking loved it. And mom's like, what? Mom's horrified, right? (laughs) Poor mom has no fucking clue what I just went through as a film lover and a screenwriter. Mom's terrified. She's mortified. (laughs) <laughs> all right we have to cut all this out because we're losing my brother in heart attack oh my god <laughs> holy shit yeah you have to take this because i can't <laughs> oh my god so <laughs> is this gonna be the thing we use as the commercial for the show <laughs> Dying during a horror movie. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? We were so pumped for today. I was I was telling people at work, I'm like, dude, I'm going on I'm gonna be in a fucking Australia tonight. I'm I'm talking to Australia tonight. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, shut up and listen. Just listen to it. Do it. <laughs> I'm going to be in Australia. That's me. I'm worldwide now. Oh, my God. Christmas isn't even mentioned in the It's a Wonderful Life logline, but it's mentioned in the Die Hard logline. So suck on that, people. (laughs) Suck on that. 
Die Hard, I have just proven to you, is a Christmas movie. I think the argument is dead now. We can move on.